What's going on, people? This is Uncle Hotep, and here I am with my first interview. I've said I've wanted to do some interviews in 2017, and uh, for my podcast. And this will be the very first interview for my po- for my podcast. Uh, here's A. R. Morton, and he is the publisher of a book, uh, Black America Incorporated: A Trillion Dollar Nation. Uh, you know, he's a member of the Hotep family, so I had to give him some play. And uh, this book is is chock full of knowledge about uh, uh, Black America and, and the wealth that we actually have, and uh, we don't put good, put to good use. It's a, it's a big book. I was surprised at the uh, the length of it. It's over four hundred pages and has uh, everything uh, that you need to know about Black America. Even have even has uh, Black corporations and businesses that uh, has the the contact information and everything in the book. So uh, I'll introduce. I've introduced him. So uh, this is A. R. Morton. Uh, his uh, Twitter handles uh, Do Dubs at D O E D O O B S. So uh, Do, uh, take it away, man. Yeah. Uh, good morning, everybody. As Unc said, my name is Do Dubs, aka, or uh, as my author name is. You know, my real name is A. R. Morton, and. Um, I'm real proud of Black America Inc. Um, and being able to put that out there, uh, based upon, you know, needing solutions. Um, I started doing these changes in my home first. You know, uh, switching my diet over, being more conscious of the way I spend my money, uh, becoming more connected with my family and things of that nature. And um, you know, I felt it would be a crime if I didn't share this information um, and all of the things that I learned about the Black American expenditure. Uh, uh, more so in the retail economy more than anything just because black Americans make up 87% of the retail economy is is a real important point so that's why I did it you know black Americans just to be able to show people what we can do with the the economy that we have all of the possibilities that uh, we can actually put into fruition with our money okay okay can you tell me about the I, I've looked through the book. I haven't really uh, got too far in it. I got uh, up to the the clothing chapter. Um, you have a lot of stats in 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 the, in the book. How did you do your research for it? Um, honestly, it was just me, you know, cracking the whip and doing my googles. You know, uh, taking you know everything that I learned from uh, the BLS, which is the Bureau of Labor uh, Labor Statistics, um, the Census. You know other different um, government uh, websites and just um, literature that they've created based upon the black populace and then other um, authors and um, websites you know with articles on them and stuff like that just gathering you know a bunch of uh, information as much as I could to be able to you know convey the message that I was trying to get across which is how much money you know we spend every year you know what I'm saying? So a lot of my research just came from me just going hard with the Googles and, and reading. Okay. Yeah. Can you, can you, I've been, I've been wanting to write it. I was thinking, throwing the idea head, uh, around my head of writing, actually writing a book. Some people have asked me on my uh, my YouTube channel, um, are you ever going to write a book or anything? Um, 
can you tell, tell us, go through the process of writing, this is your first book, correct? Or no? Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us the process of uh, writing your first book, and how long did it take you? Because, like I said, it's it's a pretty lengthy uh, book here. It's not like um, you threw a couple, a hundred pages out here. You threw uh, 400, right, right, right. 400 some pages out here. That's a, It seemed to me it would take a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, um, one thing that I, that I always have is, um, the advantage that I have is that I talk a lot. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I love to talk. I run my mouth for hours. That's you know one of the major reasons why I got into the podcast realm as well, just to be able to get my bars off. Yeah. You see my long threads on Twitter and stuff like that. I love to talk. I have plenty of opinions, and I like to back those up with you know facts and stats and stuff like that. So, like I said, it started with my lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. You know, it started with just seeing the things that I'm doing. I'm losing a hundred pounds. Wow. You know, what I'm sad off the strength of just eating plates. I'm making more money just by saving it. Wow, who knew? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like once I saw the behaviors that went against this being popularized so much in the black community, wasting money, you only live once, throwing your money, you know what I'm saying, just throwing your time, your resources away uh, because we were just, you know, indoctrinated to just live in the moment, you know, and not really look towards the future. And you can't have that and have generational wealth. And that's where black Americans have definitely just fallen off from. You know, we make money, we just don't keep money. So, you know, that's where it was at. So I was like on Twitter a lot, you know that, and just seeing everybody just bitching about the problem, you know, excuse my language, just going complaining about the problem. And I'm like, yo, for every problem, there has to be a solution. Because when I was complaining about the problem, I wanted wanted an answer, you know what I'm saying? So I felt like it was just pertinent for me to find the answer and once I found it and then I started to share it I saw people like nah you know in disbelief or whatever so I'm like okay so this is something deeper this is psychological y'all really don't believe in yourselves for real for real so let me put it in a medium that y'all can really you know or it already to read a book because one of the one of the stats that I even forgot to put in the book is that 0.1% of the black expenditure goes to books you know what I'm saying? Now, that's 0.1 of a trillion dollars, of course. But still, you know, that pales in comparison to things like food or clothing and things of that nature. So books are already something that as black Americans, as a populace, because I'm not going to say that they're not black readers. I'm one. You're one, you know. Right. But as far as getting to that point to have it in a book, it, it does take that step to want that solution. That's why I do charge for it. I could have dropped a free ebook, but there's going to be certain things that you're going to have to do to even make it prevalent in your mind that you want solutions. So that's why I put it in the book. And um, as far as the time frame, um, I started thinking about doing this, I say, in um, March of 2016. I was just muddling around the idea and, you know, talking to my lady about it. And, um, you know, she was she was with the idea. She thought it would be a good idea off the strength of me already being so solution-based in my thinking. Um, and as far as, you know, the heftiness, man. Like I said, it just it goes from just me talking a lot. So when I, so what I'll do is I'll find a stat or a fact, and then build my entire argument around that. I base it in fact, and then give my opinion on on top of it. Okay, you dig what I'm saying? So, yeah. so that's where it's at. So I was able to really flesh out a lot of material and a lot of content based upon my just being talkative, and then basing that you know that talkative attitude around hard facts. Okay. Um, can you tell us about the the food section? Because I you believe I think you had a garden. You post you posted a 
some pictures Absolutely. on your Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 this is my plan. This this coming uh, spring, I got a little. I moved and I have a little bit of uh, area where I can uh, do some gardening. So I'm I'm I'm, I, I'm going to hit you up with some questions. So be oh, be, be prepared for them. Can you tell me how? Um, because you have the section one is food, so you started right off with it. How important uh, the the food aspect is for uh, Black America? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you um, peeped that because I could have started, you know, anywhere really. But food was really important for a few reasons. Um, number one, of course, off the bat, the health. You know, our people, Black people, are they? They're the stats for health problems as far as like strokes, heart disease, cancer in different areas in their body and you know just a whole bunch of you know life-changing life-threatening diseases is high in black america and it's honestly largely based not solely but very large i would say about 85 90 percent of the blame goes to the black american diet right and you know in the book you know I, i start with slavery you know i start with the fact that black slaves were eating the scraps now Mm -hmm. in certain research that i found there were people saying that slaves actually had gardens and stuff like that and like i said i just moved to think that it was a mixture of both so that was one reason just to say that you know the health part is real real prevalent because black people are dying every day you saw it all 2016 we lost all of these black talents due to straight health problems nobody was murdered like that you know what i'm saying it was straight their bodies just giving up on them based on their lifestyle of, you know, of the food that they eat, maybe smoking, drinking, or whatever it is. So these are the things that's really taking us out, you know, more than anything. That's the number one killer of black people, you know, heart disease and things of that nature. So, and then secondly, when, you know, I started to do the math and started breaking up the trillion dollars, I saw that 1%, (laughs) 1% of the black American expenditure could feed all of us for life. You know, you know, if we keep investing that same one percent, just one percent in our food to buy land, rural lands and lots in the cities to grow our own food, to supply our own food, it would take one percent of the black American expenditure. So when I look at that, I'm like, yo, this is a major thing because there's psychological problems that go into diets as well. When you start talking about the tortured animals that they're eating, that DNA is being transmuted and transmitted into the human body that's eating. And that goes for everybody. But, you know, of course, because it's so prevalent in black America, I had to make it known that, you know, black people are ingesting these poisons, literal poisons into our bodies. And that's affecting the way we live our lives, the way we think about ourselves, the way we love one another. Those things are actually affecting the way we live in this country. You know, so when you when you're such a victim and then you're eating victims, you dig what I'm saying? That's just reassuring your mind state. And that's what's keeping us down to where you think every or most white people hate you or whatever, because you're eating things that totally are indicative of you hating yourself. You're putting you're eating hate. So that's where that is. It's just a psychological thing as well as physical. And um, the reason I began with it is because it's so simple just buying land and being able to till it and um as far as me and my home yes this past uh spring and summer season we grew dozens of stuff we had beans we had okra we had corn eggplant tomato um potato uh rosemary like you name it we had it in there we even had strawberries in there 
Okay. And I live in Philadelphia, and I, I have a, I was on, a, it was on a concrete slab. You know, I have yeah. pictures of it. You know, stuff like that. And you see, I, just, I built that raised bed myself. I poured the soil in myself. I mixed it with some hay for for drainage and being able to have the soil to breathe a little bit easier. And I, we got to work. Me and my wife, we got to work, and we saved hundreds of dollars just in that season. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hundreds of dollars are on food because we are plant based. So when you when you couple that us having a savings now, us saving hundreds from just from the that's just one household, and that's just from you know spring to summer if we kept it going and had you know, actual storage of our goods and stuff like that and store them for longer for the cold months, we would have saved thousands. Right. So, you know, that's why it's so important. If we invest our money the right way, we won't have to be going to Popeye's every other day because we rushing home from work and all this other stuff. We'll have local markets that will have organic, fresh produce that will be at our disposal at a cheaper price because it's local. We don't have to pay the shipping fees and the traveling fees and things of that nature. The community will be more involved in tilling and, and growing the food so there'll be less money on maintenance because there'll be more hands on deck. You dig? So all of these things can help black America. And, you know, the food is definitely needs to be tackled first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to uh, start it, man. I know it's going to be a lot of hard work. Uh, I remember when I was growing up, my uh, my parents had a, a garden, but they didn't keep it too long. Um, I can't wait to get out there because I want to I, I show my daughter something some so she'll know how to grow food you know what i mean i think that's something yeah, you should always yeah. be able to uh pass on and everybody should know I, like everybody like not even not just black people but white people everybody should know absolutely. how to grow food um absolutely that's something you should always carry with you uh, okay i'm gonna read a, a a paragraph from the clothing apparel section four you have because i think this is uh this is indicative of, of black america um i'm gonna read it right here because the black American spends more money, which in turn means they buy more clothing, black Americans are funding the same oppressive systems some proclaim they don't condone. Our clothing does not need to be made by underpaid, overworked, abused sweatshop workers. Our clothing can be ethically sourced locally and, abro and abroad without compromising our integrity, dignity, and overall humanity for a dollar. Can you give a couple uh, thoughts on that paragraph? Absolutely. Um, you know, that that part really came from me uh, pushing that campaign to boycott Nike and, you know, boycott these, uh, you know, big corporations like McDonald's right. and what have you. And a lot of the people that was coming to me was like, Yo, when you talking on an iPhone, the iPhone is made with slave labor. Boycott your phone. And, you know, that conflict came there. And of course, you know, my answer to that was basically I'm not buying another iPhone because I don't condone slave labor. So right. I try to do as much as I can to not support it in any way. And yeah, when it comes to that, you have a generation of black Americans coming up screaming about oppression and screaming about, you know, injustice in Nikes. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then going to McDonald's. That, you know what I'm saying? And the thing is, like, McDonald's is actually worse because McDonald's uses um, inmates. They right. use prison labor. They, they call it insourcing. Wow. You know what I'm saying? They use prison labor. And we know because of what? You know, another thing that they complain about is mass incarceration. Right. So if we're talking about black Americans in jail, men and women in jail, and they're the, you know, they have a higher, you know, um, representation in those prisons, who do you think is making your McDonald's products? Victoria's Secret uh, um, uses prison labor. Fem women uh, prisons. So they have black women 
creating the same lingerie that they are wearing when they go protesting. <laughs> so the cycle of this stuff is 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 what we need to look at. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a factory worker. I know a lot of people are saying that uh, you know that's a lost art and stuff like that. Factory jobs are not coming back and all that. And I agree to a certain extent. We can just if we're gonna move in a more technological way, let's be the people ahead of the curve creating these devices that's gonna make it a little bit more streamlined to make our clothing. But we do not have to use, you know, South Asian slaves or African slaves for our goods, especially when there's so many of us here who can produce our own things. And that's one of the major things that I'm trying to show black America. Like, yo, you you have to start supplying your own needs because the more and more you depend on a, 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 another system, the more you're going to have to wait for your for your prize. You're going to have to wait for the clothes. You're going to have to wait for the food, you know, so. Just be ahead of the curve and start supplying your own needs. And, yeah, it's just pretty hypocritical that you can be so, you know, high and mighty or indignant about the way you feel about a certain oppressive system, but you still benefit from it so much. You know, just being an American citizen, and that goes with a lot of these social justice liberals and stuff like that. They are able to complain about this stuff because they are so privileged. You know, they, they wait till they'll go to Ivy League schools to complain about their privilege. You'll see rich <laughs> white people complain about racism or systemic racism after they get rich. I have not met any poor white person that gave a fuck about systemic racism. Excuse my language. I know I'm, to, <laughs> I'm getting in my own podcast move. I got to calm back down. But, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I, I, I would just look at it as like we just have to stop complaining. Because we all are part of the, are part of the problem until we start doing something different. No matter where you stand, unless you are putting in the work to make sure your community is able to start supplying their own needs, and, and you're not going to McDonald's, and you first of all, that's just deadly for you anyway. But you're not putting your dollars towards McDonald's and then supporting a local restaurant, a black restaurant, a black caterer, etc. You're good. But if you're not doing that, you know you really have to look at yourself in the mirror and just take a step back. And just start doing the work on your end because you have to be the change you want to be, you know, you want to see in the world. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, uh, one last question. Um, for people that buy your book, what do you, the one of the most important things you think you should get out of reading your, your book? Power. 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 Okay. That book is all about having power. Um, I said in my own podcast, is you know, I learned from, you know, that, that Spider-Man quote, you know, what comes with great power comes great responsibility. Right. And we have a lot of power, but we have to we have to be accountable for that responsibility. So, yeah, we got all of this talent and all of this money and all of that. But if we're not going to be responsible with it, then we're not really that powerful. So that book is power. It shows you what you can do with your responsibility via your power, which is using one percent of the expenditure for food using 10 percent for schools using you know what i'm saying being able to spread our dollars for real putting most of our money in black banks i want to make that very clear put your money in black local banks to and credit unions to, you know financial institutions period to make sure that we have more assets in our own community so we can start buying up property and re renovating these abandoned homes that we see in the ghettos and all of that we can actually turn our our landscape to a better looking place and actually attract business and attract more money and we'll be surpassing that trillion dollars in 50 years we may be at two trillion who knows you know back when malcolm x was talking he said 20 billion we had a trillion now right We're only 50 years later so we are you know getting more money that's a fact 
So with that, let's just use that money. Let's use that power to make sure that we'll always be straight. So that book is power. That's real black power right there. Okay. Okay. All right. That about wraps it up. Uh, do you have any uh, closing uh, thoughts uh, you want the people to get or you have where they can reach you or, or your next projects or the floor is yours? What else do you Oh, yeah, man. I got plenty of things to plug, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Get your plug on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so first of all, follow me at Dodoobs, D-O-E-D-O-O-B-S on Twitter. Um, Of course, buy my book, Black America, Inc. A Train Dollar Nation on Amazon. Listen to my podcast, The Intelligent Rebel Squadcast on SoundCloud. You, you will find the link on my page. I tweet it all the time. Um, Shout out. I'm definitely repping Hotep. Follow Hotep Nation. That's you know I'm pushing a, I'm gonna be pushing out a lot of content um, from that as well. Um, shout out to all of the people, <laughs> like you know just just follow me, man, and, and just make sure that you support me in any way that you see fit. You dig? It's gonna be way more content coming, way more things coming. So you know I rap as well, so I'm gonna be pushing music too. 2017 is gonna be a great year for those dudes and everybody that rocks with them. So we just gonna keep it pushing, man. Black America Inc. Okay, man. All right, man. I'll check you out We're on the timeline, but I appreciate you coming on the show. I, I greatly appreciate it. You're my first interview. We, I, we've accomplished this milestone together, so I greatly appreciate you, you ha- letting me have you on. Yeah, man. This is my first interview. This is your first interview. We live. You know, it's a great, you know, a, I feel like it's my little birthday gift to you, if you will. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. happy birthday to you, Unc, man. Right, thanks, cool. man. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, peace. All right, man, peace.